What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Couch. In today's episode, me, Butsy, and Zwick are going to begin by talking about college football week three and what happened there. And then Jordan's going to come on, take over for me, and him, Butsy, and Zwick are going to recap NFL week two. So without further ado, here is me, Butsy, and Zwick. All right. So pretty crazy college football weekend here. Um, I think we have to start with Colorado State and Colorado. This was a very intense game. It got strangely very heated with uh, the amount of illegal hits and dirty plays on both teams. Uh, Colorado State was pretty dirty, but Colorado wasn't the cleanest either. Uh, there's a video of like Shitter Sanders like putting his hands in uh, the face of a defender, like grabbing the inside of his helmet. There was a pre-game scuffle. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't all one-sided, but Colorado State was pretty dirty. Um, they look to pull off the stunner, the upset, but they do not have enough, and they lose in double OT to Colorado. Uh, let's start with you, Butsy, on this one. How did you feel about that game? Um, and how do you feel about this Colorado program as a whole? So if you're Colorado State, right, the only way that you're going to beat a team like Colorado when you are so, you know, vastly out-talented and out-skilled is by fucking making the game as dirty as humanly possible. And I know that that's not right to say, and it's it's really like wrong, I guess, from like a humane perspective to say that. But that's how you're going to beat a team like Colorado. You're, you're going to have to try and beat them the fuck up and get in their heads. I mean, they completely took Travis Hunter out of the game. He went to the hospital. So, you know, hope I hope he's okay and hope he gets back on the field soon. But Colorado State, in my opinion, they exposed a big issue that Colorado has and that we knew they had is that, is that their defense stinks. Colorado's defense is not good. Um, they were really unimpressive against TCU. And then obviously Nebraska's offense is one of the worst offenses I have ever laid my eyes on uh, and watched play football. So it's not really surprising that they couldn't do anything against against Colorado's defense. But any competent offense can can put up points, and, and we saw that. But on the offensive side of the ball for Colorado, they, they proved why they are still one of the most exciting and one of the most explosive offenses in the country. Um, what was really cool uh, in this game was that uh, the Shiloh Sanders pick six that was pretty cool. Uh, that was a pretty cool moment. Um, you know, Dion running down the sideline. He was talking about it in an interview, I think, yesterday. And he was like, you know, sometimes or after the game, and he was like, you know, sometimes most of the time when I'm on the field, like I'm coach, I'm coach Sanders, you know, to even to his kids, he's coach. But when a play like that happens where your son gets a pick six and he's been talking about, uh, he's starting to get more aggressive and jump routes and, and you see it come to fruition. It's like, damn, like it's a proud dad moment, which is totally understandable. It's just, it's, but it's just uh pretty cool to see that. Um, but I think Colorado is going to struggle when they start playing Pac-12 teams. I really do. Um, they aren't going to be getting away with giving up 35 points all year. Um, they're going to start playing some elite defenses. Like Washington is fucking legit. Washington is for real. I I, I think they're going to get smacked by Washington. I know Colorado plays Oregon next week. And we'll talk about that game later in the week. It's at Oregon. And I think they're 20 and a half point underdogs. 21 point 21. underdogs coming into the game which I think is 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 a little little crazy to say, but that just kind of shows you where Vegas is at with uh, um, with what to expect from Colorado's defense. I, I feel like that's more of a knock on their defense and their offense. They're going to put up points, but they can't stop a fucking nosebleed, uh, and I think that's going to be a real, real problem as they get closer into, uh, or deeper into Pac-12 play, which is, you know, Pac-12 is the best football conference in the country right now. Yeah, we're going to put a pin in that. Um, 
Yeah, you, it's time for me to do it because I do it. You know, it's my favorite thing to do. This, oh, oh, read off the schedules. Yeah, read yeah, off yeah, the schedule. yeah. All right, all right, uh, number ten, Oregon. Uh, number five, USC. Arizona State. Stanford. UCLA. Number twenty-two. Uh, number fourteen, Oregon State. Arizona. Number twenty-one, uh, Washington State. And then number eleven, Utah. I think Utah's legit. I would. I'm with you on Washington State as well. Uh, Oregon State Washington, looks really Washington, solid. Not Washington State. Oh wait, they don't play Washington. Though. Oh, they don't play Washington. No, they play Wash. They play Wash U. Oh, okay. Well, I do Washington... think Washington State's solid, and Washington. It, I agree with you on both fronts. Um, yes, yes. Oregon State looks legit with their quarterback play and everything. Um, and then obviously Oregon with Bo Nix and Caleb Williams at USC. Uh, this is a lot of games where they could be, you know, in a little bit of trouble there, especially because I believe Travis Hunter's out for three weeks, so he's going to miss Oregon, USC, Arizona State. He could probably miss Stanford if he comes back on the fourth week. Um, so it's it could get a little rough here for Colorado. Uh, they show that they're resilient. They show that they're well coached. But I uh, I think that I don't know. I'm with you. That defense is is gonna get exposed by this Pac-12 conference, which right now is the best. Uh, Zwick, like Butsy mentioned, do you agree that Pac-12 is number one right now? Easily. I mean, USC, Colorado, Oregon, Washington, like these are all teams that have playoff contention or very good bowl game contention. Like this is easily the best conference right now. Yeah. And I mean, the SEC took a huge hit. Um, They have Tennessee losing, which was not great. Georgia not looking good against South Carolina um, in that interconference matchup. I, I don't know. There's something going on. I think it's I think it's the NIL evening things out. I think it's the transfer portal evening things out. And honestly, I'm happy to see the Pac-12 is making a comeback because those are good schools over there. But well, yeah, the they're, SEC... they're they're completely done after this year, which is sad. No, I know it's it's funny. It's funny that's making a comeback and then it's just it is done. really ironic. It is ironic. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you're looking at there's a there's a lot of rough teams in the SEC and the Pac-12 is really holding up the things. I'm I'm interested to see. Um, if they can continue on, I don't really know what's going on in the SEC. And I want to go now to Tennessee, Florida, the premier SEC matchup, I think you would say over Georgia, South Carolina. Um, Tennessee's favored. They go in, they're 11th ranked, and they've played one of the worst games I've seen them play in the Hypo area era, maybe the worst. Um, the play calling makes no sense. They keep doing these third down, third and long screen passes that I'm not understanding. Joe Milton's inaccurate. Our defense sucks. No one played well. Um, and this is just what happens when they go to the swamp and they play in Florida. They can't get a win ever. And it absolutely drives me nuts. Um, that being said, I don't think either team looked good at all. Uh, I don't know if you thought the same way, Zwick, but did you see anything out of Florida that made you think better of highly of them in any way? They just <clears throat> they just made Joe Milton look like an average quarterback. And we know he's a lot better than an average quarterback. And I know his one interception was like basically a punt. I think his arm got hit or whatever, and that was just a bad look. But it it was just hard to watch. Like, I mean, I, I the whole time I was just like, oh man, Max is like gonna be yeah. so upset after this. Like, it I was just not impressed with Joe Milton at the end of the day. Quarterback's the most important position, and he just didn't look good. Yeah, and I mean, I I know you said that we know he's a better quarterback. I don't know if we necessarily do. Um, against Virginia. He did not look great. We thought, all right, first game, tune-up game, whatever. And then he goes in against Austin PA, and he plays even worse. That was a really bad game. They only won by 17. They were favored by like 40 or something in that. And 
he looked really bad. And then he goes to Florida and he follows it up with that. I don't know. I don't know if he's actually a good quarterback right now. Um, he wasn't good when he was behind Hendon. He would come in for extended periods of time and just make the same mistakes he's doing right now. Um, I think Heupel and the staff wants to win. So I don't think they're going to play Nico right away. But I mean, UTSA is a team that's really bad, but is better than Austin PA. And he, Austin PA gave us trouble. And right now I'm really worried for Tennessee football. And I feel like we took a million steps back. Um, Butsy, what did you take away from that? Well, I had the pleasure of watching this game front to back. I also had the pleasure of watching uh, my $100 teaser lose because I opened it with North Carolina. My dad and I was like, all right, Tennessee, legit. Florida might be one of the worst teams in college football. Um, but I we underestimated the Swamp. So that was just a grueling two and a half hours of my life. Um, Tennessee's, yeah, right? Tennessee's offense just looked incapable of moving the football. And their defense isn't great. And when they're on the field for that long in the Swamp, Florida's going to take advantage, right? That's their home turf. They play well there. Uh, it's no secret. Um, and, and and Florida was just finding ways to score. The, like their run game just looked really fucking good. Uh, Tennessee's D line looked tough. Uh, looked really, looked really bad. But um, like you said, Max, you know it's kind of like when the, the Patriots go down to Miami, they never win, right? Uh, I, I can't tell you. I've, I remember the last Patriots win in Miami. Like Tennessee doesn't win in the swamp. It's it's just one of those things. It's it's a tough place to play, and and. UF, the students were up for that game. There was 70,000 people there at Pack Stadium. They were singing Tom Petty at one point. It was fucking, it was a really great environment for, for, for a football game. Um, but Tennessee's offense looked fucking terrible. Uh, and when their defense is on the field for that long, especially in the swamp, people get humid. It's humid. People get tired. Florida was able to take advantage because they're used to it. So, um, you know, we talked about a couple weeks ago how Tennessee – had the opportunity to like really make some noise in the SEC if they took care of the games that they should take care of, and they didn't. Uh, so th- there's a lot of question marks surrounding Tennessee. I think they're going to be okay. Um, I I'm waiting. F- I'm not sounding like the panic alarm yet on P- Tennessee because I want to see like you know basically because it's really like if you lose two games, you're out of any kind of contention. So if when they lose or if they lose that second game and it's kind of a gross loss, like a really bad loss, that's when I'll be, you know, full alarm bells up. But, you know, any given Saturday, uh, a ranked team like that conference opponent in the swamp, uh, it's not the most surprising loss I've ever seen out of Tennessee, but they just did not look good. Uh, I think that's the more scary part. Like if they, you know, the offense puts up 35 and they lose 38, 35, you're probably feeling a lot better about Tennessee. Right. Yeah. Um, but they just they, they just did not look good. So uh, a lot of a lot of questions surrounding that offense right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty panicked just because uh, they take into account strength of schedule and Tennessee's strength of schedule is very low. So you need to win those conference games. You need to win those strong, those intense games, the hard games. And they've already lost like a quarter of them because they don't really play that many hard ones. They have Texas A&M right. coming up, um, Bama, Georgia. I don't expect them beating Georgia. So I don't know. Um, let's go now to Florida State, BC. This one was a game I thought Florida State was going to blow out. I had them covering. They did not. They they only get 31-29. Um, it, they really did most of their scoring in the second and third. They scored 28 combined points in the second and third quarter. They started out pretty slow. Um, and BC was looking good, which this is a BC team that 
has struggled. They lost to Northern Illinois to start the season in overtime, and then they followed up by only winning by three against Holy Cross. Um, so I thought that they were going to get crushed by an FSU team that I think is really legit. Um, Zwick, did this hurt your opinion of FSU at all? I don't think it did me. Um, there's some stuff they need to clean up, but I felt more like BC was actually just playing really well. Yeah, I think BC kind of overachieved in this game. I, I still believe I Seminoles. I still believe in Jordan Travis, who I think is a phenomenal quarterback and should be in Heisman contention this year for sure. Um, no, I, I'm not worried about them. I think that these these conference games are tough and teams yeah. can overachieve, especially when they're at home and you know everyone's the the culture is there and everyone's hyped for a big game to ability to knock off a you know top three team. So I'm not worried about them going forward. I think they'll be just fine and easily one of the you know top teams moving forward. Yeah. Plus Thomas Castellanos was going off. He had like almost a hundred yards rushing and like I think over three hundred yards passing for BC. And I don't think yeah. that's yeah, I don't think that's gonna continue on. Um but yeah, Butsy, how do you are you still on same FSU? Page. Yeah. Yeah, same page. I'm not really too worried. Uh, interesting that Jordan Travis only threw the ball 24 times, though. Uh, 16 for 24 uh, was was a little surprising. I, w- I didn't get the chance to watch this game, but I did see the highlights later on. Um, 13 unanswered for BC late. So, I mean, coming to the fourth quarter, it was 31-16, which, you know, you have that stat or that score line. That's like a pretty convincing win for Florida State. Um, but they just didn't execute in the fourth quarter, and it, and, and it got really hairy for them down the stretch. Uh, but I, I think Florida State's gonna be fine. Like we, you know, every conference game's tough, especially away on the road. Uh, when you're a top four team, everyone's gonna want to come for your neck and beat you. Uh, and I thought that despite BC playing probably the best game they'll play all year, Florida State responded well uh, and it held up well. So I'm still on the FSU train for sure. On the offhand, I mean, you could argue BC was playing well. Yeah, they did have 18 penalties for 131 yards. They were they literally were killing themselves with penalties and. Florida State still found a way to keep it close, um, so I do. Th- I do think th- I I would see why you'd be alarmed, but I I I'm not yet with Florida yeah. State. A, a couple more interesting stats, and I'm taking a, a broader look at them. Time of possession, BC was had the advantage by seven. They had over 100 more total yards. Like some some interesting numbers here. I don't really know what to make of them um, because of how. Florida State, how well Florida State played, you know, for the first few quarters. Maybe it's just the fourth quarter where those, uh, the numbers are really, uh, you know, that separates them, the two teams. But, um, great game from BC. Uh, solid game from Florida State. Tough place to play. Tough game. Uh, Florida State's gonna be good, and I think BC could actually have a chance to, to turn their season around after this game, despite it being a loss. Okay. Uh, I want to cover this one, these two, pretty quickly. Um, Georgia South Carolina was a game until. Um, the third quarter when Georgia tied it up, I guess it was still a game, but um, gross game. Yeah, gross game. It was a gross game. Um, I don't know. I I mentioned Spencer Rattler. He likes to turn it on in those big games. He played all right. I mean, he still he only like a fifty percent pass completion, but percentage. But he um he definitely was out there trying to sling, trying to do something. Um, I think we see that Georgia. There's something. They're they're clearly not as dominant as they were last season, um, or seasons past. That being said, I still think they're the best team in college football. I I just feel like we haven't seen them actually have to go out there and prove it. 
Um, so Zwick, I don't know how you feel about that, but do you think there's a better team in college football right now, or what do you think? No, I, I still think they're the best team. I know that they haven't looked as good as maybe they did last year. Obviously, they were a juggernaut last year. No one even you know really came close to competing with them, but I still think they're the best team. I, I think you can argue for, like, Michigan maybe is really, really good, um, but I don't really see – anyone you know really really competing with georgia for the for the number one slot right now brock bowers is really fucking good um i think he's gonna get drafted pretty high this year and i think georgia i would assume they're the betting favorites to win the national championship yeah i would assume so too um let's like you want to talk about i'm gonna do i'm gonna do max's gig here i'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about some scheduling because yeah. you want to talk about an easy fucking schedule georgia plays and nobody. Their toughest game is probably going to Florida State on October 28th in the Swamp. But or sorry, to UF uh in the Swamp. Um, which now UF's ranked number 25 in the country. Maybe slightly no overreaction in my opinion. Uh and then they host Mississippi, they host Ole Miss to end the season. But like that's it. Those are their only two games against ranked opponents that they have left on the on the schedule. So like this team should be the number one seed coming into the college football playoff. They'll be the number one team in the country. Uh, I think it's warranted. I don't think they'll lose any of these games. And I think they'll have convincing wins throughout. Um, it'll be interesting to see because it's really like Swick said, they're not, or Max said, I forget which one of you guys were talking about it. They're not going to be tested until the college football playoff. And right. And, yeah. and the thing is their first big test could be against Florida state, which is a fucking tough test. Like it could be one of those scenarios where you don't play anybody all year. Then all of a sudden you have Florida State who, you know, has had, you know, they're a little battle tested uh, and they're ready for these big games and big moments. So it, it could be the you could see Georgia lose. Um, but for now, I think they're going to be OK and they'll remain the number one team in the country throughout the season. Grossest game of the weekend, Alabama USF, 13 combined punts. Alabama punted eight times. USF punted five times. 103 yards, or sorry, 107 yards passing for Alabama, 87 yards total passing for South Florida. This game was like a really gross game to watch. Um, Alabama, I think, is just in disarray right now. Um, you you started to see the chinks in the armor for the last multiple years. Um, I think Tennessee showed that obviously they weren't, you know, the best team anymore. But I think they we had already known that a couple of years before Tennessee came went in there and beat them, um, and I think now that the recruiting classes are just way more even. They they don't have a monopoly on talent, and I think uh, the throne is definitely Georgia still. And I I don't know where you go here from for Alabama fans. You're gonna start to hear Saban on the on the hot seat. I think um, as this goes along, but it doesn't feel like it's his fault. And maybe not, I, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think Saban's going to be on the hot seat. Their quarterbacks are fucking terrible. Yeah, They are all, all three of them. All three guys are putting in there were horrible. And the third guy was the only one that had any kind of success against USF, right? USF. Um, they, They're terrible. I mean, their defense is solid, right? Bama's defenses are always good. Their front seven's always really good. They got good secondary usually, uh, year in and year out. But um. Their offense is just not explosive, and and they have QBs that are, uh, they make terrible decisions. They're not very smart, and they don't. They're not very good. Like they don't throw good passes. They don't make good decisions, and 
they honestly look pretty terrible. So like I'm 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 out on Bama. I'm obviously in on Nick Saban. It's like kind of like the Patriots when the Patriots aren't very good. Are you really gonna say that's Bill Belichick's fault or the fact that Mac Jones is throwing to the guy named Booty? Like it's just you know like the weapons are the weapons. Your weapons are your weapons. Your your personnel is your personnel, and it's you know it's really hard to say like a coach has lost it when when their personnel is is not what it's been in previous years. Um, so I, I think, but I did th- definitely think Alabama's on the downswing, right? I mean, they're not getting the same recruits that they usually do. And there's a lot more teams that are, um, you know, getting better and, and competing like FSU is good again. LSU is still really good. And I think like, I think Max, you said earlier is because a lot of it's because of the NIL and the transfer portal, um, that's allowing players to go to, to places where they're going to get paid and, and going to get, and going to get to play too. And I think a big thing that's going to, we're actually going to see it change even more in the coming years with the 12 team playoff. I think that's actually going to spread out the talent even more. Um, and you're not going to have like your LSUs of uh, what was that 2020 or 2019, like your Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, uh, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire LSUs. Like, I don't think those teams will exist in college football going forward because of the 12 teams that make the playoffs. There's now the NIL, they can get paid. They can still go to a good school and they can compete. And and you don't have to be at one of those top four programs year in and year out to compete. So I think it's going to all change. Uh, and I think Alabama is going to suffer. Yeah. I also think um, I only mentioned the same being the hot seat just because I know how the Southern fan bases work and like Hypel was on the fuck. Like they're not that he's actually on the hot seat, but Hypel people were like, it's time to start questioning him, which is insane as well. Um, and I think I saw people on Alabama Twitter because I do like going on there when they're losing. It's something that makes me feel happy because I like to watch them, you know, burn. But um, there was a couple of tweets saying that. And I just thought that was very stupid. And I want to bring it up. But Zwick, um, are you how are you feeling about Alabama? You you ring the alarm now? I'm not really that worried because, yes, their quarterback play hasn't been up to par. I mean, not at all. They obviously miss Bryce Young. I mean, how could you not? But I still trust Nick Saban, and he's, you know, you could say he's the best football coach of all time at any level, easily yeah. the best college football coach. So I still trust what he's going to do with that team. You know, maybe it's not a national championship, but maybe it's, you know, like a really great bowl game win, and that's all right because – I don't see this team making the playoffs. I know that's kind of the expectation for them, but right now it doesn't look like that's in their arsenal. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Um, do you want to go ahead and talk about Cincinnati and their weekend? <sighs> they fucking sucked. <laughs> this was the work this was the first time in I think sixteen years that they lost to Miami, Ohio. And it was just – they just played awful. I mean, just offense was flat all game. And, you know, now I'm very, now very worried for what Oklahoma is going to do to us next week because losing to Miami at home in prime time is just maybe the worst look you could have had. I think they were like 15-point favorites, 14-and-a-half-point favorites. So, yep, Emory Jones quarterback looked terrible. 18 for 30, 34, no touchdowns, two picks. 
and just really didn't look like the explosive offense that he was running the week prior. So I'm I'm worried about them, but I'm also like maybe it's just over. Maybe it's just they're just bad. And I just don't think you can come back from this because this is it was bad. It was a terrible weekend for Cincinnati football as a whole. Did you go? Is this your first year without Luke Fickle? Yes, I went, and yes, it is. Yeah, that 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 that'll do yeah. it. <laughs> that, that'll do it when you it was, lose your head coach that sad. brought in. It was a brought sad. the college football scene. playoff a couple years ago, and 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 he goes to what Wisconsin, right? Yeah, yeah, and um, you're gonna have to build up a reputation again, and it's gonna take a long time to do that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it was, unfortunate. It was a sad scene walking out of that stadium. So you, you and me. So I'm hoping the Steelers get the win here. But you and me have been aligned in our football pain the that last sucks. the last like three weeks. It sucks. It's so <laughs> bad. There's nothing worse than having hope and then having it ripped away. Need to find uh, a way to not ruin my whole weekend. I know it's I, it impossible. It's impossible. It's, yeah, yeah, I was it's impossible. Out. I was so bummed. It was rough. Um. Okay. Is there any other games that you want to cover? I, I honestly. Not a crazy week of college football. Um, they need to get some better matchups going. They haven't. Yeah, bad, a bad slate. Like I think this weekend was a the best best weekend out of a bad slate. Yeah, like next it was a re- slate is awesome. Next yeah. week's is, I will, yeah. and we'll do the preview later on in the week. But um, yeah, you have the Florida State, Clemson, Oklahoma, Cincinnati, Colorado, Oregon, UCLA, Utah, Ole Miss, Alabama. Uh, Arkansas, yeah, LSU, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State. There's some good ones. Texas Baylor, Ohio, Ohio State, State Notre Dame. Dame. Yeah, Iowa, Penn State. There's all, there's some good ones. Cal, Cal and Washington. Cal's like not great, but um, yeah, the, they need to have like a really solid college football weekend because next weekend. Yeah, and they'll get it sure. as it goes later for sure. But yeah, um, any other no other games you guys want to cover before we go to NFL? All right. Well, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to bring Jordan in and do the NFL Week 2 recap. Welcome back to the couch, everybody. Today, I'm joined with Butsy and Zwick. We are here to talk some NFL. Zwick is back with his power rankings. We are going to jump right in. Zwick's going to give us his top 10, maybe some honorable mentions, and Butsy and I are going to tell him why the Patriots should be higher. So, Zwick, go ahead. All right. Well, you will be disappointed of where I put the Patriots because they're not on there. <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> number one, actually, I'll start at 10. Um, 10, I have Jacksonville. Uh, they didn't look so great yesterday, but I still think they're really talented. Nine, I have the Lions. Um, really good game yesterday. No, I think they were a Jared Goff missed throw away from probably winning that game with the pick six. So eight, I have the Bengals. I don't really know what's wrong with them. Um, it just, it's, it's hard to watch right now. Joe Burrow's. Status is up in the air right now. Seven, I have the Ravens. Uh, Lamar looked really good yesterday. Six, I have the Bills. They dominated the Raiders. And if they didn't, I would have been very concerned. So that was good to see. Five, I have the Dolphins. The Dolphins have really impressed me so far. Tua looks great. Four, I have the Eagles. Because I want to put them over the Chiefs because the Chiefs struggled yesterday. But the Eagles struggled as well versus a much worse defense. So three, I have the Chiefs. They have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones are coming back. They'll get in the groove. 
Two 49ers. We know what they are. And one, the Cowboys. All right. You have any honorable mentions for us? Uh, yeah, my honorable mentions would be like Washington, maybe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Rams look better than I thought they would. I thought they played a lot better yesterday. The sneaky cover yesterday. And Seattle. Okay. I I love I love the Seattle in the honorable mention spot. I really do. Um, I have a big problem with the Browns not getting a mention. I think the Browns should be in over the Lions. I don't I don't I don't quite believe in the Lions. You believed in the Lions all off. I, I know, I know, I did, but I don't think I, I don't think golf looks as good and they just didn't really impress me versus Kansas City. I maybe Kansas City's defense is better than we all thought, but it they is. put up twenty one against against KC, and then what they lost to Seattle yesterday. Who I don't know. I I just don't think they they've looked super impressive. But it's more the fact that I think the Browns are legit. What's what's the Browns hate about? I I definitely think the Browns are legit too. I guess I, I would probably put them in honorable mentions as well. I sort of forgot about them there, but I I just think the the Lions have a big culture shift right now and a lot of hype around them. They know what they can do, especially playing in a weaker division. And I just think that, you know, when you go into Arrowhead week one and you win, you know, your confidence is through the roof. I know they just lost to Seattle yesterday, but I still think this team is riding high and is going to be well over 500 this year. Fair enough. Butsy, do you have any quarrels or qualms? No, no, no qualms really. I feel like this is a really fair ranking as of now. Um, the chief, I, I, I think the Cowboys should still remain one. Uh, the chiefs were a team that struggled more than I thought they would yesterday. Um, but their defense was lights out. Uh, their offense is, is still, Taking a minute to get back, obviously Kelsey did score, but um, it, their offense is going to be something that we're going to keep a really close eye on, you know, throughout the season and going forward, especially these next couple of weeks, because we have not seen an explosive Chiefs game yet, and it just feels like a you know forty point, thirty five point outing for the Chiefs is 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 what's coming and is what's due. But if they can't deliver that in the next couple of weeks, like I, I'm going to start raising some questions about this team as as legit Super Bowl contenders. So I, I want this offense to uh get back to what they kind of were last year and how explosive they were and how you know they could just put up points at will so I'd like to see them get back to that um especially against the Jags defense I know it's not great but it's solid um but definitely the Chiefs could have you know had moments where they could have scored and they didn't so I I I'm, I'm concerned about the Chiefs offense yeah I I kind of understand that I just think I, I'm such a big Mahomes and Andy Reid believer, I just think they'll figure it out. They started slow last year, I think, too. So I think they'll, you know, come into form offensively. Um, the Jags, though, kind of concerning. This was supposed to be a super explosive offense. Put up nine points last week. Um, didn't look super convincing in their win in week one. Zwick, what do you think is going wrong with the Jags right now? I mean, I know Calvin Ridley looked great week one. Christian Kirk had a big day yesterday. They have a lot of talent. They have ETN, they have receivers, obviously Trevor Lawrence, but we, we thought this offense was going to be super explosive and dynamic. So what's happening? Yeah, I think Trevor Lawrence is kind of going through some, you know, maybe second year growing pains. You could call it. Um, 
he wasn't his best yesterday. Obviously, the Jags lost, and he was was twenty two for forty one, so just barely around. You know, wasn't the best. Zero touchdowns, took four sacks. So I mean, it should have been a shootout yesterday. I think we were all kind of expecting a really fun shootout, and he just wasn't his best. So I don't know. I I wish I had the answers, and I I think. He will be, you know, a top six, seven quarterback this year. And I think he'll get to that, but he certainly has not shown it through two weeks. Yeah, I I agree. Um, and we're gonna do a full segment. Go ahead, Butsy. I I feel like sometimes games are just low scoring. Like I feel like honestly, there are some games where their trends are like there's it's just a low scoring trend throughout the entire game. Like we saw yesterday. You know, Vegas was completely wrong about uh, the total in the Commanders and Broncos game. That total was like at 38 and a half coming into the game. And it was ended up like at what, 60, 72, something like that. Like, was it 35, 33? Yeah. 68. Yeah. Like some, you know, some games are just kind of wonky and kind of weird. So I, I, while I did kind of complain about the Chiefs offense and, and we're, you know, you guys went on a tangent a little bit about the, uh, the Jaguars offense, some games are just kind of weird and a little funky. So, I'm trying my best not to overreact and trying to bring myself back down to like rationality, but it's difficult when our job is to analyze uh, the performances of the teams. Yeah. And I feel that same way about the Bengals too, because they lost by three points, but I watched that game today. Zwick. Thank you for your NFL plus password and login. Um, they it never felt like they were like, I, I never believed that the Bengals were, that the Bengals were going to win that game. They were down, um, three points at half, which was fine, but then they went down 10 and then they scored and then they went down 10 again. And then it's like, they score on their last drive to cut it to three. And the the Ravens were just able to get first downs and run the clock out. So I'm, I'm with you um, on the Jags. And I feel the same way about the Bengals. Like I think these teams are really good and they have all the requisite tools to be really good, but they're just not playing up to the standard that we think they should be at. So sometimes there's teams like that. And it's also like, how are you going to put the commanders in front of one of those teams or like, or like some, of uh, some of the other honorable mentions that we're talking about over Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence. So I, I like the, uh, the rankings by Zwick, but let's talk about one more team. And then we're going to dive into our uh, Patriots and Bengals segments. So last night, great game. If you're a unbiased NFL fan, Patriots versus the dolphins, it was pretty exciting. We had a blocked kick, um, but man, let's let's focus on the Dolphins because we'll do the Pats later. The Dolphins looked really, really good. Um, they looked amazing last week. Obviously, Tua played the best game of his career, and he carried it over. He he threw one bad pick last night. Other than that, I don't know if he missed a throw. So they they were on point. Um, the Dolphins, Wick, you had them in your top five. I have them at five. I think they are, you know, the class of the AFC. Yeah, I. I really like the Dolphins. I I thought their defense looked a lot better yesterday or last night. I know it's uh, easier to defend the Mac Jones passing attack than the Justin Herbert passing attack, but I thought it looked really good. I I really liked Tua's performance last night. I don't really give him that much blame for that pick because to me that's kind of giving Tyreek Hill a chance to make a play 
And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It was it was a noodle arm pick, Swick. Come on. Yeah, he, he it was a little there. underthrown, but <laughs> he threw it like eight miles in the air. And then <laughs> I thought yeah. uh, I retweeted but still, someone, still someone saying he, yeah. he was he was dealing yesterday, and the the Dolphins' run game looked fantastic. Mostert had eighteen for one twenty-one and two touchdowns. So I think if this Dolph, if the Dolphins can get their run game going as well as Tua hitting the Dolphins run a lot of in breaking routes, a lot of RPOs and slants because they have the fastest receivers in the league. They just want to get their their guys the balls in space. So if Tua keeps hitting these routes to Jalen Waddle and Tyreek and even Mostert out of the backfield with Mostert running how he's been running, it's going to be a scary offense. It's going to be really, really good team. And I said at the beginning of the year that the Jets and well, the Jets are cooked now, but the Jets and the Dolphins were the only AFC East contenders. And I might be taking that back because the Dolphins look really, really good right now. Butsy, where are you at with the Finns? Are they are they real Super Bowl contenders? Where are we at? Yeah, I think so. Um, they have a really established passing game, obviously. And when they have the run game going like this, they just prove that they can beat you in many ways. Um, the run game last night was exceptional. Uh, they were picking up like, you know, it just seemed like five, six, seven yards every carry. The Patriots struggled to, you know, make tackles in the backfield. And whether you want to put that on most or being one of the fastest players in the NFL or, you know, Patriots missing tackles be what it is. But uh, the the run attack looked great. Um, and when you have a team with that explosive weapons on the outside and then Mostert on the inside and their O-line did a great job last night, they, they proved that they can beat you in many ways. And that's what you need out of Super Bowl contender, right? You, the way you win games in the NFL and wins titles is, you know, you you have success running the ball and you have success stopping the run. So if they can do those two, those two things, which they did last night, the Patriots' run game looked fucking horrible. Uh, their D-line looked so much better than it did against uh, the Chargers. Um, really promising stuff out of the Dolphins uh, last, last night. And, yeah, I, I think they are real contenders. Yeah, I think for them the only question is can that defense – show up week to week because the offense is as good as it is as it gets pretty much. I mean, you're not going to go across the league and find a, a whole lot of better offenses. So they're going to be at least top five in offense. Um, Tua looks like he's taken a, a legit step. I was a Dolphins doubter simply because I wasn't a Tua believer. And he's basically put all of those thoughts in my head to rest. Zwick has his hand up. What's up to us? Sneaky MVP. It's not even, Dude, not even he's sneaky. Favorite. Yeah. He's a yeah, favorite right now. Favorite. <laughs> is he the favorite right now? Yeah. yeah, he's the betting favorite. Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, if he plays how he's been playing, and I give a bunch of credit to Mike McDaniel because he's a genius. The way the 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 way he sets up Tua to make easy, short throws to his, you know, probably some of the best receivers in the league. Like, making Tua look better than he is and making his arm look better than he is is you know it's fun to watch so yeah i think that if he keeps this up he could certainly be you know in the mvp race because i know a lot of like like there's all every year there's like a few quarterbacks a couple weeks in are like oh my god they could win mvp and then they kind of fall off but if he keeps this up he could absolutely win it yeah now i'm still going to throw out some dolphins doubt simply because i think he can get hurt at any given time and if they yeah. If, if if he starts taking multiple big hits in a game, like it's it can be over in the snap of a finger. So we'll see. But 
it's pretty tough to, you know, count a team out just because, oh yeah, I think they're going to get hurt. But um, yeah, I, I, it seems like we're, we're all on the same page with the Dolphins. They are phenomenal on offense. Tua is different. And yeah, as long as that defense can just be average, they're going to be really good. So let's move on to the team they played last night, which was Butsy and I's team, the New England Patriots. Uh, this was, this was a emotional loss, a tough loss to swallow. It was prime time. It felt like we had a chance, but I actually came away from this game feeling maybe better about the Patriots than I did going so into it. So weird. So <laughs> I, weird. I thought Mac looked like better than I could have imagined. Um, he, he was so bad last year that it's not saying much to say that he is way better than he was last year, but already through these two games, He's made a lot of throws. He's made great reads. He was phenomenal last night to get under pressure and handling the blitz, yeah. uh, making quick reads, processing stuff. The pick he threw was terrible. It was god awful. His receiver was out of bounds and he just threw it to the D back. So that sucked. Um, he still has some some of those decision making issues to get rid of and the turnover problems. But I thought overall he his he he made like a great scramble on third and fifteen. I was like, where the hell did that come from? Um, he made some crazy throws when he was like running to his left and just threw a laser and completed a pass. Like his, his arm looks a lot better than I thought. Um, he took some bad sacks. He threw the bad pick, but we look like we can move the ball. And Mac looks like he's um, way better than last year. So to me, like there was no run game last night. That's concerning, but two turnovers during great drives killed us. Um, I, I think we, we really hung in there with, in, in the first two weeks, we've really hung with two of the best teams in the league to me. Butsy, are you uh are you more negative or positive? No, I'm I'm very positive, but you know, it's two weeks in a row now where Mac has had opportunities to win a game or and and tie a game uh with the ball in the fourth quarter on like the fifty yard line and has a chance to fucking, you know, solidify himself as 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 a, a pretty damn good QB in this league, but and he's failed to do so. Um, at the end of the day, like we can keep talking about how good he's playing, and he he does look phenomenal. He had incredible touch last night. His ball placement was great. Um, but the self inflicted wounds, the the fumble on the thirty, then the pick on the goal line with great drives going, that's gonna lose you games. It, it really is. It, it's how especially you lose against games. good teams, right? Especially against good teams, you're not. They're gonna they're gonna capitalize on those mistakes. Um, and and the Dolphins did last night. So. Like it gets to a point where it's like, yes, he looks better. Our offense looks way better. The run game wasn't there last night. Ramondre looked slow out of the box, but when he got in space, he looked pretty solid. Um, so that was a little interesting to see. I didn't didn't love that. And credit, you know, we still have some injuries coming off of the offensive line and a few guys just getting back into the swing of things. So I feel like that, you know, it's not really I'm not I'm not too worried about it. I think that might, you know, solve itself out in in, in a few weeks, but you gotta start winning football games. Like you, you, you really do. Like we can talk about how fucking good Mac Jones looks and how good this defense is. And honestly, I thought the defense did a pretty solid job last night. You know, to contain that explosive of an offense, the the weapons that they have on the outside, like y- y- you're not really going to stop them, but you can hope to contain them. And that's kind of what the Patriots did. They kind of contained those weapons. You know, we d- didn't really give up the the sixty yard bomb to Tyree Kill or the fifty yard bomb to Jalen Waddle. Like it just seemed like we kind of had that covered. I know the run game for. Uh, Miami was was unbelievable what we talked about before and, and the defensive line did not do their job last night uh so that was also a little concerning but like man the the, the offense looks good you just gotta win football games yeah like we're I, 0 and I two think... and could easily be one and one or even two and oh 
Yeah, true. I think the defense definitely did its job. Um, the one drive that killed me was the one at the end of the half, giving up the touchdown at the end of the half. Just holding the three there would have been huge. But overall, defense played great. I think Belichick is the best defensive coach in the league still, and I don't I don't think people should be questioning Belichick. The blocked field goal was genius. He just keeps finding new ways to do <laughs> to take Absurd points off the things. board. Like he just takes points off the board. Um, that's that's something other teams don't have, and the Patriots do. So the thing with the Pats is, so the Aaron Rodgers injury does help the scheduling thing a lot. Um, but they still have a very tough schedule. So if we're gonna if we're gonna want to get to like nine or ten wins, we have to beat the Jets twice, and then we're gonna have to upset some teams like the Cowboys or the Dolphins um or the chargers or the chiefs or the bills like we're gonna have to beat a couple really good teams um and take care of the games that we should take care of so it'll be interesting to see where they're at you know coming down the wire leading into the playoffs because i do think these next couple weeks they're gonna they go to the jets then to the cowboys you have to beat the jets if you don't beat the jets season's over you have no chance to make the playoffs Zwick, are you uh are you impressed with Mac Jones game last night or are you still um you know I thought he hater. looked good. I mean I I think his ceiling is very low, but I think his floor is high on the contrary to that, because I think he can be a really solid pocket passer, but and that's great in this league. Be a solid pocket passer and you know, navigate the offense. And I do not really think it's all his fault. It's really hard to get a have an explosive offense when you have such poor weapons and Thank such you. poor such poor separation uh or receivers, such poor receivers who can create separation. You know, they I mean, I'm not really moved by Juju. I'm not really moved by Devontae Parker. I think that if you went out and got a guy like D Hop, maybe, even though he's at the end of his career and you know. Nikhil Harry never really panned out, unfortunately, but yeah, I mean, he looks better. I think Bill O'Brien is helping a lot. I mean, I would hope he would help a lot because Matt Patricia is fucking stupid. And and Joe Judge. (laughs) Yeah, and Joe Judge. The thing, too, though, that I really like is there Bill Bill O'Brien is letting it loose. Like, there's no more, you know, protecting Mac and just throwing it 20 times a game, running the ball the whole game. Like, they are in the shotgun, empty backfield, a lot, just chucking it around and letting Mac, you know, letting him make mistakes, but also, you know, letting him air it out. So it's it's different to see, and I love it. it. It's, you know, we're actually moving the ball. We have real plays. We have an offense. So I think we're, as far as the 0-2 teams go, I think we're pretty good. Zwick, we can move on to your 0-2 team, the Bengals. What, what's, the, what's the panic meter at, 1 through 10? That's a good question. Hmm seven okay wow maybe, maybe eight wow that's just high because, just because joe burrow tweaked his calf again yesterday mm. and now he's questionable going into next week so saquon barkley is out three weeks all right never mind damn it <laughs> damn, uh, it. damn it it's yeah i'm it was very difficult watch yesterday. I don't know. I was watching the Bengals game specifically, and it was very hard to watch. He just looks out of rhythm and doesn't look. He looks like a guy who missed seven weeks of training camp, and that's yeah. exactly what happened. So I can't really blame him, but at the same time, 
he needs to be better. I mean, they started 0-2 last year as well, and everyone thought it was over, and everyone kind of freaked out. But this time just sort of feels different. Like, the the vi- I don't know, the vibes are off for sure. Yeah, and watching that game, it felt like even when they were scoring and they were driving, it felt like everything was so difficult for them. Like, yeah. they were they, – they had, like, you know, second and threes, and it would take them – everything they had to get the three yards in the next two plays and stuff like that. Like they were on the goal line and it, they, they barely scored on like a T Higgins out route. Um, obviously that that's not a huge deal, but like the explosiveness factor of this offense doesn't feel the same to me. And uh, yeah, it, and like a, a lot of that is Joe Burrow though, or is there more to that? There, he, he just doesn't look very confident. Like he just doesn't look like he trusts his calf. Maybe that's it. And he, Jamar Chase has not gotten the ball nearly as much as he should because clear cut best player on the team. And we haven't really thrown to him as much as we should yeah. be. So I think you need to get him the ball more and use our playmakers. And the Bengals have a trend of getting away from the run game. When shit starts to hit the fan, they kind of just abandoned it and try to let Joe cook. And that hasn't really worked. I mean, Joe Mixon averaged, Four and a half yards a carry yesterday, which is pretty good. So he only got 13 touches or he had two catches, but so 15 touches. But yeah, that's also one of your best players on offense. And when you're a guy's averaging almost five yards a carry, you got to keep giving him the ball. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Definitely use the weapons more. Um, the like I said, it just looked hard. There's no explosion. There was long methodical drives when they needed to score fast. And it it also looked to me like the defense maybe took a step back from last year. I, I thought Huge the defense, yeah, I, I thought the defense last year was really good with Ben don't break type type of style, which we saw from the Patriots and still see from the Patriots a lot. Um, but yeah, like Lamar just looked so in control of everything that was going on when the Ravens were on offense. And it just felt like the Bengals defense were helpless and the Ravens <laughs> would just control the ball and drive down the field and score. Um, almost every time they had it. So, Butsy, where are you at with the Bengals? Well, I, this game is interesting because we've been talking so highly about the Ravens and how good this team is front to back that when the Bengals like lose a game like this to the divisional opponent, and in the Ravens are as good as as they are, and they're and they're actually you know they kind of scared us last week a little bit, Lamar did not have that convincing of a game and they did not have a great convincing win over the Texans, but they looked like the team that we thought they were going to look like from week one. So while this is, you know, a little bit of a panic meter situation for the Bengals because the record says Owen two and yes, Joe Burrow is, is not a hundred percent. And uh, they didn't look like they, you know, the Bengals of previous years, the Bengals notoriously do come into form like midway through the season and, and explode late in the season. So I'm not like, I'm I'm not as high on the panic meter as Zwick is for that reason, and and the other piece of this is that the Ravens are are fucking really good. Like they are a really really good football team, and they proved it last week. Like Jordan, we were, you were talking about them, you know, when before the season began about them being like legit Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, like no, that I was still, a legit Super Bowl. That. that was a legit right, but that that was a legit Super Bowl contender looking performance. Yeah. So, like that, like I think that's a definitely a part of it that we have to incorporate into the Bengals analysis here. Lamar looked phenomenal yesterday. I don't know 
how much you guys saw, but Lamar looked like almost flawless yesterday. He took off when he had the chance, and obviously Lamar in open spaces, not such a bad thing for the Ravens offense, and he was just throwing it all over the field yesterday, just absolutely picking where he wants to go and slinging it there on a rope. He looked really good yesterday, and the Bengals' defense just kind of played back and played really conservative and kind of played in like a too high defense with just letting the open of the middle of the field, you know, kind of letting Lamar dink and dunk down the entire field and letting Mark Andrews have eight or nine yard catches every single play. So yeah, it's really frustrating to watch. They, the Ravens, one of the big reasons I was all in on them is because they finally have weapons. Zay flowers looks way better than I even thought he was going to look. Yeah, he's, He's a problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Andrews is obviously back and he looks fine. He's Mark Andrews and Odell makes made some catches yesterday too. So the Ravens are good. It's a good point. Um, I think the 27, 24 is misleading. This was not a three point game to me. This was pretty much a no doubt or win for the Ravens. So I think that's why it's more concerning for the Bengals. I would say I'm probably at a six for the Bengals because I still believe Joe Burrow will get back to, uh, you know, second best quarterback in the league status in a couple weeks here okay i want to talk about speaking of the zero and two teams i'm going to list off if you guys want to google nfl standings real quick i'm going to list off the zero and two teams here we're going to talk about them a little bit so currently the bears the vikings the texans the chargers the Bengals, the broncos the patriots and the cardinals are zero and two but see of that list who is the most likely to turn the season around make a playoff run deep playoff run maybe the New England Patriots. Oh, wow. I like it. <laughs> it's the New England Patriots. I, I, like, I actually don't even think it's any other team besides the Patriots. They have looked They have looked like the best 0-2 team that there is, right? You look at each of these t- teams that are 0-2, they have at least one piss-poor performance, right? The Patriots have not had a piss-poor performance. They've played no. two of the best teams in the NFL, right? Probably the number two best team in the NFC and a top three team in the AFC. Right. So and they've lost by a combined score of 12. Right. With game winning, possible game winning drives down the stretch that that we weren't able to capitalize on. So Mac Jones looks like he's really coming into his own. Bill O'Brien is a huge help. The defense still looks legit. I, I, I think this team has a really good opportunity to turn the season around. The only reason that's the only thing that scares me about it is the schedule. Right. The schedule is the hardest in the NFL and it's not even close anymore. Without with uh, with the Jets, you know, even though Rogers is hurt, they still have the toughest schedule, not even close. But the way they're playing and and the way they look, I I think they have the best upper, best chance to really turn this season around. Because I don't even think like turning the season around is is is. I think it's actually a drastic statement for the Patriots, right? It's just a matter of getting wins on the board. Like they look really good, they just can't win. True. If they can find ways to win they're going to be really, they're going to be great. They're going to be really fucking good, but it's just yeah. getting wins on the board. It's not really like turning anything around or changing what they're doing. Really? Zwick, who's your pick and why is it the chargers? <laughs> well, see, I, I would say, obviously I, I would say the Bengals one, I'm biased Two, I think that they will turn it around and I think Joe Burrow will figure it out because I know he's that good. And I know how good this offense is can and has been and will be but i i do think the chargers could turn it around 
I think the Broncos fucking suck. That yeah, the Broncos a- aren't turning around, are they? The Broncos are not turning around. I do like the Chargers. Like, like I know I've shit on them a lot, but Justin Herbert is really fucking good. And if they can figure it out on defense, then I think they could turn it around. But I I don't know. A lot of these 0-2 teams don't really, like, none, none of them really impress me right now. I like the, I think the Patriots are better than I give them credit for. And I think the Bengals will figure it out. Um, who else is 0-2? What about the Vikings? Yeah, I think I'm out on the Vikes. Yeah, I'm out. Even though they looked like Kirk looked like a MVP candidate last week just, on Thursday night. That's the best so ways they can lose. Lost. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they played a great team, right? Yeah. They, it was the Eagles? Yeah. Eagles. Yeah, I don't know. I just think like you can lose because Kirk sucks. You can lose because your defense sucks. You can lose because, I don't know. <laughs> they have a tough schedule, too. They're in a tough they're, division. Like Their defense is just so bad. Like, it's so terrible. And Kirk Cousins played probably one of the best games in his career yet on Thursday. And they still lost. And I know the Eagles are a great team. It's no shame in losing to the Eagles, absolutely. But, like... I like I know they had fucking like four turnovers, I think. Like the Alexander yeah, fumbled, their punt returner fumbled, and Kirk, Kirk fumbled. fumbled, but their defense just can't stop anyone to save their lives. And if they can't stop Baker Mayfield, then they're not gonna stop, you know, better offenses that are coming. Yeah. It's also the one score game thing. Yeah. Last year they won all the one score games. Eleven and oh in one score games. Now they're oh and two in two weeks. Yeah, so it's just it's it's bound to, you know, regress to the mean. So I would honestly like I know I, I love the Chargers preseason, but I would genuinely pick the Bengals here to turn it around and, and make a deep run. Like I said, Joe Burrow, I think, is still Joe Burrow. He just missed all of preseason. Um, and hopefully the defense gets a little bit better as the season goes on. There's there's no telling with that, but I do think they'll at least make a run and make the playoffs. The Chargers I, I won't be surprised at this point if they miss the, the playoffs because they just have terrible end of game execution. They blow leads like it's Brandon nothing. He's a moron. Yeah, Brandon Staley's an idiot. So maybe Brandon, I was wrong there. Sorry, Brandon Staley or Mike McDaniel is what Brandon Staley wants to be so bad because yeah. Mike McDaniel has this like unique way of putting out like different like packages and like schemes and like formations that really throw off defenses and Brandon Staley is like trying to do that but he's just he just wants Justin Herbert to throw the ball 60 times a game and is so surprised when it doesn't work yeah I saw I saw like a a Matt Stafford and Justin Herbert comparison today saying it was like you know great stats but no clutch wins no playoff wins I kind of agree with it I kind of like could see that and like maybe Herbert has to leave the chargers to actually have success and get a real coach like Stafford did with McVay, get on a better team. So I don't know. We'll see. I I mean, we're all in on Herbert, but the chargers, maybe not Um, real quick. We can go to the two and O teams, see if we have uh, any frauds in here. So the Eagles, the dolphins, the Ravens, the Cowboys, the Niners, the Falcons and the Buccaneers. Who's the most fraudulent of the two and O's? Buccaneers okay go for it it's just I I mean they played the worst two defenses in the league the first two weeks they played Chicago and Minnesota so 
I do think Baker has looked better than I kind of thought he would and that I would have given him credit for. And just the offense as a whole, really, and sort of the Buccaneers as a whole. But they've played two really, really average and poor teams. And I think, well, I know the schedule is going to get harder because it has to get harder from here. So I don't see them keeping up with that. If I had to pick another one, the Commanders maybe, but it's not. Oh, I didn't even mention the Commanders, did I? Yeah, the commanders are two and zero. Oh. They, but I think Denver just is 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 just a yeah. dumpster fire of a. Of I a think Denver's at the moment fire too. I, I think Russ is a dumpster fire. I think I think they'll move on after this year if he doesn't turn it around. I would actually, I actually think the commanders are the most fraudulent. I didn't even have them in here. Um, they beat the Cardinals and the Broncos, so that just tells you all you need to know. And they barely squeaked out uh, against the Cardinals. The Broncos, they were. Well, actually, no, they were down big to the Broncos. So they kind of barely squeaked out both of these wins. Yeah. I don't I don't think the commanders are quite as good as we thought, Zwick, but <laughs> they could still hit hit their over. Now they have two wins. So <laughs> that could be a good bet. Commanders could be like the 2022 Vikings. Yeah, that's true. Fraudulent, but a, a, a good record. Yeah, I like that. Um, like I'll go commanders as my fraud. By 100. Exactly. Yeah, that <laughs> they would. Um, Sam Howell, not as good as I thought. Butsy, yeah. who's your fraud? Yeah, I'm going to go Commanders, too. Um, weird team that could actually sneaky have a good record this year is going to be the Falcons. Um, they beat the Panthers and the Packers. Uh, they did come back against the Packers, I believe, right, at home yeah. yesterday. I yep. uh, didn't get to watch that game, but, you know, saw the result later in the game or later in the day. Um, taking a look at their schedule, taking a look at it now, you want to talk about an easy schedule. Holy shit, they play the Lions and Jaguars, two tough games. Then they go Texans, Commanders, Buccaneers, Titans, Vikings, Cardinals, Saints, Jets tough, Vikings, uh, sorry, uh, Buccaneers again, Panthers, Colts, Bears, Saints. I mean, that might be the easiest schedule in the NFL. Is this Atlanta's? This is Atlanta's schedule. So, Perfect. like, they're they're sneaky good. I they're They're actually... I, 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 it's going to be really difficult to pick another team, but Atlanta to win the division. Um, Bijan is fucking sick. I think Desmond Ritter's kind of ass. Bijan's gross. Their defense isn't terrible, um, but their record, I mean, is is so goddamn easy that it'd be really surprising to see any other team win this division. Um, and and I wouldn't be that surprised if Atlanta just pulls it, like somehow just all of a sudden you check in in week 14 and they have nine wins, right? Like that yeah. would not shock me in the slightest after, after looking at their schedule. Yeah. They, they also have a legit run game and as bad as Ritter is, it doesn't quite matter because Bijan and Algier and Ritter can run there. It's it kind of feels like the Colts, like they can really run the ball. Um, And then they have Drake London as a good receiver. They don't throw, throw the ball to Kyle Pitts. So I'm not even going to say he's a just a good absurd. He's so <laughs> they, talented. They, they don't even use him, but yeah, I'm with you. I think the Falcons can absolutely have a good record. I don't know what the uh, NFC South odds are, but I would think right now it's probably decent, right? Like the uh, the Saints are one and zero. Um, after I, the Saints win tonight, it'll probably be like even Saints. And yeah, Falcons. that's the thing, and I would I would definitely take the Falcons. I'm not a Saints believer, really. I I know everyone likes their defense, but I I like this Falcons team. Um, and yeah, that schedule was cupcake. So yeah, very cupcake. Yeah. Uh oh, I actually forgot to ask this question. 
we can jump back as Butsy pulls up those odds. Um, I don't know how to navigate. Uh, yeah, Fanduel. It, yeah, it's it's all right. No, you can figure it out. Me and Zwickle chat. Um, who do you think, Zwick? So going back to the zero and two teams, who do you think is going to underachieve the most? So it was Bears, Vikings, Texans, Chargers, Bengals, Broncos, Pats, Cardinals. So like the Cardinals, they can suck, and they're not going to underachieve because we all thought they would suck. <laughs> yeah, but which of the teams that we thought were going to be decent are going to suck? I like like the Texans will obviously be bad. I probably the Broncos. Yeah, I I think the Broncos because too. I think they Sean Payton had expectations coming in, or people gave the Broncos some expectations, myself included, with Sean Payton coming in, and they just choked that game away yesterday i think they were up like at least 10 at some point maybe 14 and they just looked so flat on offense and just defense was nowhere near as as what it was last year um and it's Russ, crazy it's crazy they yeah. the defense holds teams to 17 or less every like week a, it really was a two half <laughs> game because they looked phenomenal in the first half and just God awful in the second half. And yeah, credit to Eric Bienemy because he called a great game for the commanders in the second half. And the Broncos defense just couldn't keep up. Like they just they were getting torched. No, I would not have seen that coming. That the the one thing the Broncos have going for them is the defense, and they suddenly give up 35 to a pretty poor Washington Commanders team. So I think the Broncos underachieved too. Um, of this list, like none of us thought the Vikings were going to be good. Um, Butsy for Butsy, it's the Bears. The Bears are the Bears are shitty, and we'll we'll Bears have that suck. talk. Oh <laughs> we'll my god, talk, um, freezing it's cold a therapy take. session. <laughs> freezing, freezing cold, cold take. take. Horrible take, actually. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, so I got the I got the uh, odds on the Falcons, plus one forty five currently to win the NFC South. To win the NFC South, Saints are plus one fifty five. Squad okay, ride? see, I like that bet, dude. I, I would squad ride that. I like the Falcons. They have, the, they have like the best rushing That's attack in the league. Phenomenal run game. Um, Bijan's a freak. Algier's really good. Yeah, I like it. Uh, do you guys have anything else NFL related before Max replaces me for your college segment? Chargers suck. Okay. Yeah, that's, I'm gonna. That's I'm, true. They, they, <laughs> they do. Thanks. Thanks for that switch. Um, I'm gonna fire off a few overreactions after week two. And I want you guys to just quickly give me your opinions, quick opinions on All these right, overreactions. Like Let's do it. Uh, Brock Purdy will win his Super Bowl before, before Joe Burrow. Oh, Zwick, don't cry. Don't cry. But why <laughs> is this not like the craziest take you've ever heard in your life? Are you buying or selling? Oh, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, false. Okay. False. Jordan. Okay. Uh, I think... I think it's awesome. true. I think I think the Niners win one of the next three years, and I don't think the Bengals do. So I'm I'm Agreed. buying it, Butsy. You think so? Buying it, 100 percent buying it. Uh, Tua is better than Justin Herbert. Oh, false! Horrible take. False. Okay, I agree. False, but it's, it. it's close. It's close right it's now. It's not close. Baby arm. It's baby noodle arm. Coming closer. Herbert's so talented. He just has <laughs> no defense. He no, literally put, doesn't have any defense. If, if if Herbert was on the Dolphins, they would be. Out, oh, everyone's so number crazy. one Herbert power rank team had Mike McDaniel. He oh, might yeah. be like the goat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. So very no, true. that's false. Although I do false like take. Tua. He's it's he's close. flying up the the QB tiers. But yeah, that's still false. 
Okay, someone this this is a stupid one. The Patriots may genuinely be the worst team in the league. That's not true. Just not even close to true. Cardinals. Um, yeah, not even close. Uh, Justin Herbert continues his Matt Stafford arc. Elite runners, oh. no clutch wins and results. I'd say it's twenty eighty. Yeah, I brought that up. I what does the it's twenty eighty mean? I not too sure, but that's just what the take says. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that. That's that's what I saw, and I brought it up. I agree. I think he's very Matt Stafford like, and I think Matt Stafford was underrated his whole career. Yeah, I he's got, I a, he's got a Super Bowl. I'm with that too. Shut up. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Matt Stafford. Oh, yes, sorry, I forgot. Sensitive <laughs> subject. Shut up. No, he doesn't. Okay, next one. Can we all agree that Micah Parsons is the best player in the NFL? No. Best defensive player. Yeah. Best defensive. Uh, best player, defensive. Yes. I'll, I'll adjust the take. Best defensive player in the NFL. I think he Ab- is. I, absolutely. Yeah. He was fucking I've ridiculous. Been on this take for a couple of weeks now, and you you could say Nick Bosa, and I can't really hate it because he won Depoy last year. But if you watched the game yesterday, Michael Parsons fucking wrecked that game. Like yeah, absolutely he, wrecked that. He game. moves around too much. He can do it from any position and Bosa's fucking freakish and he's amazing. Is he Watt, same thing, but like best, Mike is best non-quarterback. Ooh, probably. Right. I mean, you wouldn't take a receiver. So. You wouldn't take I would any take, weapon. I would, I would take Michael Parsons over. Would Justin take, yeah. Over Tyreek. Like, I, I don't know. That's I think close. I would too. I, I think I would too. The way he impacted the game yesterday, he literally forced Zach Wilson to just throw the ball to his teammates to, to, <laughs> Michael Parsons' teammates throw the ball to the Cowboys. Um, he was fucking ridiculous. He was in the backfield on every play, uh, and and was just making causing absolute chaos and hell for every Jets fan and and, yeah. and entire Jets organization. I would thinking about it. I would take Parsons over any non QB, and I would take him maybe like fourth, like Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, then Micah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you want? I I don't know. Maybe no. I wouldn't take yeah. him over Lamar. I wouldn't take him over Hurts, I guess, but he's close. Best non-QB. Yeah, I think I'm with that. Best non-quarterback is he's a freak. Sure, sure. We have a few more. I'm just going to fire off. Damn, I haven't felt this good about a team since 92-93. This team is special. I know it's early, but we for real. Of course, this is a Cowboys fan. Cowboys for real, of course. All in agreement. See, every year we say they're for real, and every year they let us down. But – it's not changing. They're for real. They're for real. <laughs> I I, like I think they're for real. I think they lose in the <laughs> NFC Championship to the Niners. Yeah. Sean right. Payton is the worst coach in the NFL. What no. the fuck? No. <laughs> Brandon Staley exists. <laughs> <laughs> is Brandon Staley the worst coach? He's so bad. The, the Whoever the fuck the, the clown is for the Cardinals. That guy's got to be the worst coach. Too. Oh, Dennis Allen, the Saints coach, is a moron. That yep. guy's pretty stupid too. Yeah, no, like there's that. definitely some dumber coaches, but I mean, that was a really, really tough look for Denver yesterday. Yeah, that was um, Sean Payton won a Super Bowl. Like he he did yeah. win a Super Bowl. Uh, this one is just completely incorrect, but might as well just talk about it because it's kind of funny and it's goes along with what I said. Uh, Baker is taking the Bucks to the NFC Championship game. <laughs> he <laughs> might take him to the wild card. He might. He he might take him no. to the wild card. He, no. <laughs> if he oh god that would fucking suck i hate baker yeah i don't that's, that's i don't think segment. so either i don't think i don't think they'll get to the wild card either obviously we just hyped up the falcons but um, i think they'll it's possible though yeah i think eight eight wins maybe 
which would smash their over. All right. Thank you all for listening to this episode of The Couch. Stay tuned for later in the week where we do our preview of the upcoming college football week four and NFL week three schedules. We're going to give out our betting cards for those. So, yeah, thank you all for listening and peace. Peace.